and like a phoenix from the ashes, we rise again. Oh, God. Listen, we're, we're just, you have to understand, okay? It is a reference to a Marvel film because we just saw a Marvel film. Oh, God. See, why? Is- why? Why? Why, people? Six months. Six months of, of nothing. No, no recording, no nothing, no, not, not, not nothing. Freedom! I have freedom! And now he wants me to bring the fucking character back. Great. Thanks a lot, Ben. You brought the character back. And that is how you start a movie confessions review. With a little crazy and a little J-Fry. Because that's what makes it classy. Welcome to, uh, the new whatever of movie confessions of the Marvel behemoth event that is Endgame. This is your MC for the events, Ben, with my correspondent, who unfortunately is seething with anger right now, Mr. J. Fry. Oh, shut up. All right. So before we get into, obviously, the bits and pieces concerning the fact everybody and their mother, their father, and their dog saw this film, let us at least go over on the last time in the MCU. Thanos successfully succeeded in wiping out half the population the Avengers are pretty much downtrodden and beaten, trying to wipe their bruises and trying to figure out what do we do. Can an opportunity and a couple of chances and a little bit of time travel ultimately rectify the wrongs with some very heartbreaking sacrifices? Let's see. I guess we could start off with our overall, like just our general consensus of what we thought the film was, and then I got a little thing to want to say in regards to that. So, Jay Fry, what is your overall feeling of having watched Endgame? Which I will point out that Jay Fry did, in fact, get us the best experience as we did actually see this film last Thursday in Dolby Atmos, correct? Yes, Dolby Atmos, Dolby, Dolby yes. Cinema. So, yeah. he should be the one to say, what was his overall feeling of the film? Uh, my overall feeling of the film was, um, it was awesome. It was actually an awesome experience to see it in Dolby, and I'm almost sure, like, I really do want to see it in Dolby, not, oh, IMAX, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you gotta see it right away. You got, you got to. So, <laughs> it's very hard for me to get up after seeing it again and saying, okay, I'm gonna go one more time next Sunday. Now, I ain't going. I'm waiting. So. Okay. So, for me, this is where the little bit of a thing comes in. And I think I can speak at least a little bit on your behalf by saying, this whole thing started back in 2007, when Iron Man was simply just a superhero film trying to get off its legs. And I will say this. If you recall when Tropic Thunder was making the rounds, there was an MTV Movie Awards skit with Ben Stiller and Jack Black, where I want to say, I don't know if it was Ben Stiller's cousin or whatever, or some shit like that, and he said, oh, I saw Iron Man three times. The kid goes, oh, it'll do. Before Dark Knight comes out, then you're screwed. It has become such a long way that we've gotten here, where from that one film, and with every episodic installment of this basically long-running story that they've been doing, it pretty much has become an experience and a tradition to watch each installment. Albeit a couple chapters that are mostly just out of, like, necessity. And when I mean that, for some of us, was a 
previous installments, which we will get into maybe later on, which I will not say. But my whole take on this is this is what really defines going to the movies should be an experience to be with the right audience watching a movie and losing yourself for roughly an hour and a half to the three hours we wound up watching this thing and just being totally just entranced with everything that was presented to you on screen especially to what we invested our time in with all the previous films and for some of us which i'm gonna basically say jay fry because you know he's really has been very much invested in all, or I'm going to say maybe you missed out one or two things, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, everything. Like, like which ones have I seen in the theaters or not seen in the theaters? Well, that, I would say, like, some that you know, and then the, obviously, like, the TV shows and whatnot. Like, I'm pretty sure you, you've gotten around watching, a, like, almost, I'm not going to say all of them. I'm going to say you watched a, a good amount, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, out of the MCU, I've watched pretty much everything, except for S.H.I.E.L.D., which, which I got kind of bored out of the only move i have seen all the movies in theater except for one which was thor the dark world so really i only missed one um but you know that's for another day but basically it boils down to agent of shield was getting a little you know it was getting draggy but yeah I've seen Daredevil, almost all the Netflix shows. I've seen the first season of The Runaways. I'm still in the middle of season two of The Runaways, which I recommend people to go see, watch. So with that being said, yeah, when you, you've invested so much with watching anything MCU-related, you know, it just it makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger. So that's what it feels like going to movies. With. Like, with all the Batman films we've gotten... Basically, from the start with Keaton to every new installment, every new type, every new version, every new tone, you want to be invested enough to know that it's not just you, but a bunch of people are a part of it. And that is what I felt like when we came, went to see Endgame. Because it, it was about seven of us who went to see it, and yeah, we were just like glued to our seats, screaming at the moments, like literally a lot of tense moments. But honestly, it was, as Jay Fry said, it was awesome. Yep, and I couldn't hold myself. Like it was like the first time in a long time where I was literally screaming. Like, and, uh, okay, so we had a like the Thursday crowd with the first one, the first crowds. We had a good audience because most of all, we didn't have kids, or we probably did, and they actually controlled themselves. Yeah, I didn't see any. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it's like, well, it's a school night. We'll wait for the weekend, and then we'll probably have to trample people to get tickets. But. Essentially, you know, you had people who knew when to shut up, knew when to scream, and knew when to say, like, ooh, ah, ah! Like, obviously, those emotions were there. So you knew what you were, you know, you knew what you were getting into. Um, but yeah, even with the Dolby Atmos, like, uh, listen, we got the IMAX, but that's an experience of itself overall. So when the... This being one of them, enjoy it. So, all right. Now let's get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty while we're here. Obviously, there were some things that are kind of like... I don't think we need to go into details because we're saving that for a later video. But could you agree that after, obviously, watching this film and whatnot, that there's a couple things you're like, wait a minute, uh, that's not a plot hole technically, is it? Like, would you say, like, the things that people brought up, which they say are plot holes does that dampen the experience of this film for you or would you say like you know 
in the end, yes and no. Like, I can get it, but the film is what it is. What would you say? Um, the, the plot holes thing, I... See, here's the thing. There weren't no plot holes for me, you know. I, I, they just laid... It was basically a movie, like, wrapping up the 10 years. You know, technically 11, because this is the 11th year. Um, They're rounding it out. They yeah, don't want to... Yeah. They're rounding it out. It yeah. looks catchier than <laughs> ones it's like zero yeah they're, they're doing the wrestling term oh we'll round it out yeah eighty thousand people went not sixty thousand people went yeah we'll round it out uh uh um whatchamacallit uh it's um it's uh it's it's um there weren't a lot of plot holes because they were setting up stuff for the next for the next uh, saga, for the next arc, for the next story arc, they were setting up a lot of stuff. They were setting up stuff for Black Panther. They were setting stuff up, you know, they the whole thing about them adding the time travel is a plot device on itself. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff setting up. Okay. Well, I mean, again, it's it's interesting, and I'm only going to bring this up briefly. It's kind of like the, the Battle of Winterfell, the Long Night, the Game of Thrones episode where the Night King and the Living came together, people had their problems with it. There's some of us that actually enjoyed it, but then people brought up like, oh, well, this, this, and that's like, okay, I think you kind of need to either leave it at the door and realize that there's another medium where you can get entranced in it. The books. <clears throat> but when it comes to the MCU, yes, as you said, you know, some of it is wrapping up and you could be nitpicky with it, but it's like, you know... At the end, you you either have to kind of accept the fact that either there is probably going to be a bigger reason for certain things being the way they are. We will most likely get into the spoiler stuff when we get the chance. But again, this shouldn't really dampen your whole experience about it. Again, you should just be entranced with everything that's going on. Um, in regards to that, again, I'm not one to try to be too negative. But would you say there was a good amount of scenes that... It didn't necessarily drag, like the character building moments, the ta the silent moments. Would you say those were at least a good amount, or would you say with this film, it's like you know, this is a moment where you kind of feel like the three-hour runtime dragged? There was no dragginess to me. I, I look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Mister. I'll sit here for four hours and watch a movie and stuff like that. I'm even saying I, you know, I, I would love because the way that we go into the, how Infinity War ends. You know, without really getting into it, how Infinity War ends and how Endgames picks up, it's like, it's like what they were going to say, it was going to be a part one and part two. Now, don't, I mean, I don't want to sound crazy, but I would like a cut of the movie where it's all six hours put together. I, I think, I think I asked that, like, would fans, well, again, since it's in the privacy, well, you have Marvel fans who have done, like, what, the several like all 22 films before this mm -hmm. film yeah yeah. They, yeah they would start it at Alamo draft house and a couple of the theaters like amc regal yeah they would um they were doing marathons and they would start i think it was like tuesday or wednesday and it was like wednesday going into thursday night that's commitment right there and unfortunately i can never see myself doing that because like listen i need to process a movie even if it's a big movie like that's me I don't know about I, I could I can I can be in a movie theater for like three movies and that's it. That's yeah, three movies yeah. and tops and that's it. I can. That is the same with me. Like I could do maybe three back to back, but not. Yeah, because I think I did try doing four once, and that was like for something like way way back. But mm -hmm. I I was too burned out. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
So, again, we're trying just to go over, like, the whole thing about everything going on. We will most likely be doing a spoiler-esque thing. Um, so, since they stay far from home is going to be the final installment with the Phase 3, with everything we got from these 22 films, would you successfully, if not indubitably, call the phases essentially the three-act film structure, with the Avengers films essentially being the tipping points of the, this storyline? Yes and no, because, like, even in, like, you know, like, see, in the first phase, it was getting the original Avengers together, right? And then phase two was, like, uh, introducing the, you know, Ultron and stuff, and it's a little bit of both. It's, like, yes and no, like I said, but at the same time, it flowed all together, and... I I have the MCU in timeline order, which means like I have my Blu-ray set up in timeline order. Actually, some of the movies while you're watching it in timeline order, it syncs up together. Which I think they had this planned out a while, long time ago. But I, it, it's hard to say about the the, the three act structure. It's like yes and no. Like Act One, definitely Phase One. Absolutely, it's a Act 1 scenario. But since they were moving movies around, like, we were supposed to get Inhumans, and then Captain Marvel was supposed to be in, like, early on, and then they pushed it back, and they moved it forward, that's why I'm like, it's like, it's difficult to say. Because they were moving movies around at the time. So... What do you think about that? Did that play a part into it? Um, I mean, remember, there was that whole thing with certain individuals at the company and then having to go over people and then the whole thing with the streaming show. It was corporate nonsense, but when you kind of look at it, at least with the film stuff, it does kind of feel like, yes, it does lead to bigger things and they did have to shift things around and it seemed like, okay, maybe there was this, this, and that. But at the end of the day, you know, it is kind of just in general like even if you were to take just the avenger film well you can't even take the avenger films that just themselves because it's like okay you have one that sets up everything the second one i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little bit kind of eh on here but mm-hmm. do you remember x files yeah the two films because i remember the director saying the first technical film of that of that franchise was meant to play into the mythology mythology of the show but the second one, I want to believe, was meant to just be essentially a standalone, you know, a monster of the week type of thing. And then they were going to do a third one that was going to go back to the mythology. And I think because the film didn't work, they wound up just doing the reboot of of, of the re the remake or something. No, it was uh, season ten. Okay. Okay. They just so. like they just basically caught up with they basically as the audience they they made us get caught up with Fox and Scully. Okay. Um, I I actually like. I actually like both films. <laughs> I think they're enjoyable. Um, yes, I agree with people. The second one, it has the X Files. Just speaking about X Files, just for a little bit, the that one has problems. But if anybody wants to hear about it, I'll do a review of it. <laughs> Which you know will be many, many stuff will be coming soon, folks. Hopefully, life will not be getting in the way because that has always been an issue with us. Unfortunately, life just is hard adulting. That is the thing is, adulting is hard. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, 
okay, now I guess kind of just finalizing any further points because, again, we... Okay, acting-wise, everyone does great. Um, I guess you could say with uh, Brolin returning as Thanos, there is an interesting twist with him as the villain here because it is kind of like a duality type of thing. Would you agree? Mm, yeah, a little bit. I would say uh, that I'll get into more in the spoilery part. Um, Action-wise, of course, it's phenomenal. Uh, bits worth involving the time travel stuff was, in fact, interesting, especially with what we know are the callbacks. <coughs> Back to the future part two. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which, which I, will, I, will, I will point out one thing. I remember from a former Terminator film that the writers there used Back to the Future as a reference to kind of deal with the timeline thing. So it is, it is interesting. That you know we kind of do, but do that. But it's like, yeah, it's interesting how that happens, and that now is the, I guess you could say, the grandfather when it comes to like time travel, like logic. And I'm doing the finger thing because like logic of the like the quoting thing, um, of when it comes to doing time travel. Because apparently we have yet to tackle time travel, and I'm pretty sure if when we do, things will go straight to hell. No, it'll be very interesting. Right. So yes, uh, it will. I know people. He's like giving me the, you know, like yeah, yeah, right. No, no, it will be interesting. All right. Well, well, we'll get to it if hopefully we're not dead yet. So, anyways, um, uh, obviously there is no end credit scene, which you know was kind of like okay, we read about it, but we're hoping they're lying. Okay, I guess they want to start fresh, or they're going to start everything off again with, um, Far From Home with that the end credit scene they do there, but um. I don't know. I really, other than the stuff we pointed out and everything that's been said. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying there's no end credit sequence. But there is something at the end. Do you want to talk about it now or do you want to wait till the spoiler stuff? Because I think, I think at the end it's like, it's, it's, it's not really like spoiler-y, but I think like a nod if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, there's a lot of theories out there, so I would assume it to be for a spoiler. I believe okay. it for a spoiler. Alrighty then, well. Any final consensus words or anything, Jay Fry? No. Just the fact that if you see it once, that's good enough. If you see it multiple times, that's good enough. Just know you do have your moments where you can kind of dip out and go use the restroom, even though I'm pretty sure... Did you ever see Lord of the Rings in theaters, sir? Yes, I did. So the three-hour thing is like... Yeah, it is. I've watched watched Lord of the Rings. I was like, this is nothing. Yeah, like so, it's like, oh my god, what are we gonna do about the bathroom? Uh, I guess y'all have been around since the era of the One Ring, where we had to basically know when to kind of not drink stuff and just enjoy a fucking film. Pansies. <laughs> so, uh, overall grade would be for Endgame. Fangirl! Oh my god! 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 Fanboy, fangirl, of course, mm-hmm. because. It, obviously, if you're an MCU fan, if you're an average moviegoer, who the hell is that? What the hell is going on? I'm so lost. Why the hell did you bring me to this? Oh, aver- aver- average moviegoer, I would give it average Joe, average moviegoer, yeah. uh, full price. Yeah, full price. Because, you know, I'm obviously being stupid because they're like, well, is, is that Batman? <laughs> That's fucking DC, you son of a... Alright, so what about your review? Me? Yeah, what's your... Same? Yeah, fanboy, fangirl. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we will return, and hopefully we'll be producing more content now. Like I said, we will try to find a time, and hopefully there'll be more little J Fry rants because that's, let's face it, that's what we all live for. Ha. Ha. Ha.
Ha. Very funny. I, I, I pay you in food. Just remember that. That's oh, how... you, you pay me in food. Okay. All right. I'll remember that one. <laughs> I am Jay Fry. I am Ben. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.